So it seems a little bit crazy to be talking about festival season already. I mean, it's just the beginning of 2024, but if you're a fan of Bonnaroo, you know this time of year is especially exciting when they finally release the lineup. And if you're a true Bonnarooian, you know that a lot of prep goes into it and there are these milestones along the way from when one festival ends to the next one comes around. And the lineup is perhaps the biggest uh, time of all. And so we're going to talk about uh, the Bonnaroo lineup today, our initial reactions to it. And while it might not seem so obvious to talk about Big Ears Festival, I think it makes a lot of sense to go ahead and talk about that one as well, because both of these festivals have Knoxville ties. Both of these festivals founded by Knoxville native Ashley Capps. And I would argue that they are still two of the most adventurously programmed festivals in the country for very different reasons. But a lot to talk about. Uh, and to get things started, I should introduce myself. I am Ryan Willis, downtown growth and development reporter at Knox News, and have been going to Bonnaroo since 2011, uh, big year since 2019. So we have some experience and also with a lot of experience here joining me on the podcast today. It's Brianna Pachorka, photographer at Knox News and producer of The Scruffy Stuff. And yeah, we're going to start off, I think, just with our initial reactions. A couple things we're going to get into later on is um, some of our must-see acts from both festival lineups, as well as, you know, for anybody who's never been to the festival, just some reasons uh, you should go from two, I guess we can call ourselves veterans at this point. You know, I know you usually are doing it for work, um, which means you have that front row all-access pass. I'm usually out in the crowd, so I think we can talk from a few different perspectives here, but... Let's start with Big Ears, um, and then we'll shift to Bonnaroo. And then uh, I want to focus mostly on Bonnaroo, I think, just because I think there's a lot of people out there. It's a larger festival that might be interested in hearing what we have to say. Uh, but Big Ears lineup right off the bat, what was your initial reaction, especially as somebody who's been to this festival multiple times before? Well, at first, I wasn't really impressed by it, although I did notice that there was a lack of John Zorn sets, which was great because last year, you know, they basically turn the Tennessee theater on one of the days just completely just nonstop John Zorn which is great if you like him if you appreciate jazz I'm not one of those people so I didn't really enjoy that um usually with big years lineups I feel like there's usually a few I don't want to say big names but at least names that I recognize and that I kind of like this year not so much the case but you know I've been kind of going through the lineup you know listen to a few things and I think it's kind of a interesting and, you know, good lineup in a sneaky way. I don't know. I've found some things that, like, I, I still don't really know the people, but their music just seems like it would be fun to listen to. So I think, and that's kind of the point of Big Ears, isn't it? To be kind of open-minded and discover new things that you don't normally listen to. So exactly and i i mean i'm going to pretty much agree uh with you you know there was i think out of all the lineups that i've seen in past years that you know there were a lot more names that i recognized on previous lineups this year not so much but again some hidden ones in there that i'm really excited to talk about and you mentioned you know big ears being sort of this uh discovery festival i've heard it compared to uh bonnaroo for npr listeners uh, which i think is a kind of accurate description not only because of the type of music but also the programming in the sense that you are going to find something that maybe you weren't excited about going into and you're going to walk away a huge fan. So I'm excited for the fact that the lineup doesn't stand out so much to me this year because I'm probably going to walk away with some artists um, that I wouldn't have listened to otherwise. 
So transitioning into Bonnaroo, right? I mean, same thing. Uh, you know, uh, well, not the same thing because there are a lot of names on this list that I'm excited about. But you go to the Facebook comments and the Instagram comments, and you see the people who are always like, "This lineup is terrible." Um, where's all the hip hop? Where's all the EDM? Where's all these certain types of genres? And you have to remind yourself. This is Bonnaroo, and that's part of their selling point for so many years has been you're going to get a little taste of everything. And then you have the people who are complaining, like, how did we go from Paul McCartney as a headliner to uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers as our legacy act? And you think about Paul McCartney played, I think, in 2013. I was there for that. Ten years have passed. And so our legacy acts now are our 90s acts. And so I think Chili Peppers makes a lot of sense, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. But another thing I think Bonnaroo just struggles to deal with is the fact that they had two Bonnaroo's that didn't happen with killer lineups. And so they're always going to get compared to that. Um, but I'm excited to dive into this lineup a little bit more for any of you who think it's not good. I think we'll be able to change your mind here in a little bit. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned people who aren't impressed with the lineup. Cause honestly, that's one of, that's me. Um, I was not impressed. Uh, the headliners to me are not anything great. And usually, I mean, I guess to be fair, the headliners usually aren't people I'm into. I'm usually more interested in the people in the lower sections of the lineup. And usually I can find like a whole bunch of people who I'm like really excited to see, haven't seen before or want to see again. And this year, like, you know, even trying to come up with uh, must-see sets for today's episode, I'm just kind of like, meh. You know, well, don't listen to Brianna, everyone. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to throw my <laughs> co-host under the bus. I disagree. I mean, there's stuff that I'm super excited about. And I think, you know, sometimes it makes sense to do the the podcast in a parallel fashion. I say not. While we're talking about Bonnery, let's go ahead and dive in because I feel like a lot of our listeners are thinking about going to the festival. And even though it was a struggle for you, Brianna, I'd be very interested in hearing who your first one is, I guess. Let's, who was the first one that came to mind when you looked at that lineup and said, this is one that I have to see if I got um, probably the first one, and I feel like a lot of people who look at this lineup would agree and have this, and that would be the Pretty Light Sunrise set. Um, I've seen Pretty Lights before in a festival setting, and it was a, a nighttime set, and it was actually a really incredible set. Still one of my favorite festival sets I've been to, um, and I think his music really pairs well with what you associate with like sunrise vibes. So that's something that I, I would be. I'm not a morning person. I, I would probably make sure I'm still up for that if I was up on a room. So yeah, pretty light yeah. sunrise. And I, I'm very excited for that set. I'm also excited for the fact that there's two pretty light sets. Um, specifically, the fact that um, you know I'm, I'll, I'll try to stay up for the sunrise. It, you know, if you've been to Bonner, you know plans sometimes change depending on what you get into. But that first night, I'm very excited about because this is the first time, at least since I've been going. Uh, that the main stage, um, which I believe is the what stage that they're talking about, that is the main one, but I'm not sure if they would put pretty lights on the witch. Usually neither one of those stages are open on Thursday. So the fact that they're opening it up and giving pretty lights a a chance to shine as a a true headliner on Thursday, I think that's going to be great. I think hopefully it helps disperse the crowds a little bit too, um, because Thursday can get really packed when you only have, when you have two stages that aren't open. So very excited about that. The first one that came to my mind is going to be, Cage the Elephant. And I say that as a person who, uh, full disclosure, is a Cage the Elephant fan and have been since before their first album even came out. Um, and one of the reasons I'm excited is just because they haven't really been doing much lately. They haven't been doing any shows. Um, lead singer Matt Schultz got into a little bit of trouble uh, with um, a charge for having a firearm um, and has since been released. And 
Um, you know, I think a lot of people were worried about his well-being and whether or not the band was going to be able to bounce back from that. They're coming to Bonnaroo. They have a, a big, um, you know, notable slot on the lineup. And in addition, you know, they're just a absolute fantastic live band. A lot of energy. There's going to be crowd surfing. There's going to be crowd standing. He, he likes to go out in the crowd and stand on people's shoulders. It's going to be an energy-filled um, set. And on top of that, they are personally f- uh, big fans of Bonnaroo. I know they used to go as attendees. And so I've seen them at Bonnaroo a couple times. And each time, I mean, it is. Uh, you can tell that they're really putting everything into that performance because they like that festival so much, which is one of the cool things about Bonnaroo. They are not unique in that, that you know, a lot of people love the festival and go all out for Bonnaroo. So I think that's going to be one that you you should definitely see. My next one would be Carly Rae Jepsen, which I know sounds weird because everyone's like, oh, it's the Call Me Maybe girl. She's actually, I think, like the queen of catchy pop songs. Um, I saw her for the first time at the Tennessee Theater. I think it was fall 2022. It's just an insanely fun, um, over-the-top show, and I think it would really translate well as a festival set. She was also, um, for anyone who was at Bonnaroo in 2022, she was part of Jack Antonoff's 1984 Super Jam, and people really just kind of lost their minds when she came up on stage. Um, I don't know. I just, personally, I love her. I'm a big fan of hers and her music. I also just think she's going to be a really fun uh, festival performance. Yeah, I saw her at that Super Jam. It was really cool to see her come out. I don't even think she was on the festival lineup at all. That was no. just a total surprise there. Uh, I think there were some rumors going around beforehand. Um, yeah, and doesn't she work with Dev Hines and Blood Orange a little bit? Did he not produce? She's worked with a lot of people. Yeah, I was going to say, so she's got these industry connections that have helped um, her find this sound that I, I really enjoy. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Also excited about a band that I recently discovered. Um, and this uh, band, when I, when I first heard their music, Shout out to WUTK is actually how I uh, heard them for the first time. I started doing a deep dive on them, and I mentioned how big of a Cage Elephant fan I am. And I said this. I said, I have not been this excited for a band since I discovered Cage Elephant and since I discovered my other favorite band, uh, Twin Peaks. And so uh, the band's called Geese. And uh, I don't even really know how to describe them other than they have a, a lot of clear influences from a lot of bands that I like. So there are points where they sound kind of um, snarly and punky, kind of like a parquet quartz vocal delivery. There's times where they sound sort of monotone, like a stroke sort of sound. Um, but then there's parts where they're screaming that reminds me of some old school pavement with that sort of uh, whiny scream that they do and um, parts of it as well that remind me. Um, even some like primal scream almost rolling stones type background vocals because they had these gospel uh, vocals that go um, behind some of their choruses and i looked them up they look like they are a fantastic live set as well and their songs are just fun and funky and poppy and um you know i've been telling everybody about this band and i've had a few people that really aren't into music that much that have told me that since i've showed it to them they've been having geese on repeat so i think uh it doesn't come just recommended for me it comes from people that i've showed the band to as well and so yeah geese check them out thursday night too so not as many conflicts on thursday so hopefully um, you're able to make it to whatever tent they end up playing in so my next one i'm not sure if you made it to this set in 2018 but i went to see t-pain in one of the tents in 2018 was very pleasantly surprised by just how fun it was 
And I think that he's a must-see set this year. Um, I mean, obviously, you'll know a lot of his parts from quite a few, you know, top, you know, hip-hop and pop songs. Um, kind of the king of autotune. But he also has a really great voice, and he's been seen, like, doing a lot of covers. Like, Tennessee Whiskey is one that's been blowing up recently. And I, I would hope that they give him a bigger... Uh, billing a bigger stage this year because it was that tent in 2018 was overflowing with people and I think he kind of deserves a much bigger um, stage than what he had in 2018. Yeah I can see sort of a sunset witch stage performance before the headliner goes on at the what stage um, definitely. Yeah I'm excited about that I think even T-Pain did some sort of karaoke collaboration at Bonnaroo yeah, as well so um, which is super cool yeah, I mean, I guess you're talking about uh, hip hop. I'll, I'll stay in that. Um, I'll stay in that genre. One that I'm super excited about, and I've been a little bit let down by the hip hop offerings in the past few years. Though a lot of people have really enjoyed them. Uh, my big beef with that in previous years has just been it seems like it's a lot of mainstream hip hop, which all to me I'm gonna sound like an old guy has a very similar sound. I felt like there was hip hop, but not a, a quite a variety of hip hop. Um, and so I'm very excited for Joey Badass to be playing uh, at Bonnaroo in 2024. I don't think, and don't quote me on this, that Joey's played before. I'm pretty sure he's never played in you know since I started going in 2011, and I don't even know if he's been around it longer than that. So you know, this is somebody that I've been following for a very long time since they were a teenager, who really is keeping that old school hip hop uh, sound alive, and who I think is one of the best lyricists uh, in hip hop. I mean, if you're asking me to rank my favorite rappers, Kendrick Lamar is at the top for me. Joey Badass is right up there. We're talking about people who are still active. And so I'm excited for him to be able to bring um, hopefully a crowd of people who are true hip hop aficionados and aren't just there for the Instagram posts that really enjoy the rhyming and enjoy uh, the type of music that he brings. And just the overall, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, vibe of wherever he ends up, right? I mean, I think it's going to be a, uh, you know, a lot of head bobbing and uh, people just, uh, you know, enjoying not necessarily the party of it all, but really focus on his performance. So I think, uh, I think, yeah, I'm very excited, very excited for Joey, very excited for Joey. I guess going along with the theme of just kind of like vibing and stuff at Bonnaroo, uh, Thundercat is one that I'm interested in. Uh, he was actually on the 2020 Big Ears lineup uh, before they had to cancel the 2020 edition because of COVID. Uh, I really wanted to see him. He's kind of been... Uh, I don't want to necessarily say under the radar, but I think he's somebody that most people uh, don't necessarily know him and his name, but they know things that he's been, um, that he's worked with. Like, for example, he was a major part of Kendrick Lamar's Pimp Butterfly. Um, he's worked with a lot of other big names. I hate that I have to make this reference, but uh, he... Um, was the person behind a, a major TikTok sound not too long ago. Uh, he's just like a mix of like funk and psychedelia, uh, hip hop. It's, I don't know. It's, he's just, I, I hate to sound like a 20 something year old, but like he's just kind of a vibe and I think he'd be fun to see. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm I'm excited for that. I mean, just funky bass. I mean, just the 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 wah wah wahs that I'm about to hear on, on yeah. the farm are going to be very exciting. Between that and pretty lights too, the bass is off the chains this year. Yeah, I don't think he's like. It's not going to be like a party party. Like people aren't going to go crazy. Like I definitely see him being like a a tent show. Uh, people just sitting there and kind of like you know bobbing their heads, just kind of like vibing with the set and everything. But I think like 
you need those kind of sets yeah. at Bonnaroo. You can't just always be dancing like crazy. You know, you just need some laid back kind of groovy sets. And I think yeah. he fits that. A lot of people smoking uh, legal cannabis, yeah. surely, at that set. Um, I'm going to totally change gears. While I am very excited for Thundercat, this just paints the picture of how diverse the lineup is. You could go from Thundercat to a Jason Isbell show at at Bonnaroo and that's one that I'm very excited about I saw Jason on the farm I want to say 2015 2016 um and was awesome I was in the pit at the what stage but it was they they were big at the time and they're uh, I mean you can maybe even argue they were just as big if not bigger the last two lineups with the 400 unit you know haven't been my absolute favorite stuff that Jason's put out but um I think you know uh seeing the reaction to um, artists in, in a similar genre to like Tyler Childers um, at Bonnery last year and how much people were into that. I think Jason's going to have a uh, great crowd. I mean, it just says something when you have Jason Isbell opening up for Zach Bryan on tour, which is crazy to me, but Jason's still huge. And I'm really bummed that I missed uh, his concert here in Knoxville. They actually recorded a anniversary live version of Southeastern um, over at the Bijou Theater, which uh, I it's did not It's crazy that make. he performed at the Bijou. It's such yeah. a small venue, you know? Yeah, it was like a two-night thing, I think, very intimate. And so while the Bonnery set will not be intimate, um, it might be one that's worth getting up close for if you're a Jason Isbell fan, because I will say last year, seeing Tyler Childers in a festival atmosphere from so far away was kind of difficult. I mean, with such an intimate sort of sound. Yeah, if you can get a decent spot for Jason on the farm and just kind of block out everything else, all the distractions around you at Bonnaroo and just get into that set. I think it'll be one of those that has a lot of emotion and a lot of uh, just, uh, man, for lack of a better word, I've been using bad words today. I said vibe earlier, unity, right? I mean, everybody's sort of kind of taking in uh, the experience together quietly and just watching Jason do what he does. I- I'm very excited about it. So the next two are just kind of like honorable mentions for me that, you know, it'd be nice to see them, but if not, like my world's not going to end. And that would probably, those two would be um, Maggie Rogers or Chappelle Roan. Um, both are, you know, if you're into indie pop, especially indie pop girls, like I feel like those are two perfect sets to go check out. Also, as a photographer, I would really love to photograph Chappelle Roan. I feel like she would be just a ton of fun to photograph. So, yeah, that's what I have for Bonnaroo this year. What do you have next, Ryan? Yeah, I just wanted to end with my, uh, you know, one that I think is going to steal the whole weekend. I was surprised. I mean, they don't have that big of a following, but still surprised to see them as low as they were on the lineup. And that's going to be Eve Toomer. Yeah, they've kind of blown up. Kind of unsure why they're so low on the lineup. You know what the weird thing is to me is like, I think, I mean, just looking at them, you would think, okay, this music is a little bit weird. Just like appearance alone. Um, I have their their vinyl and the inside of it. I mean, they just like this demonic, like look, cat eye contacts, all this stuff going on. Um, the weird thing is, even though it doesn't seem approachable, which we're going to transition to Big Ears here in a second, I think it's kind of a theme because I saw Eve at Big Ears in 2022. And I honestly, and I've told people this, I've told people who are into music locally here that write about music um, this, and they agree with me. So it's not just me. It's not just some young dude saying it. I've talked to some older folks who agree. That set felt like watching a young Prince about to break through. Like literally, I'm talking about Prince, Prince himself. I mean, the fashion and the stage presence and the music itself and just the the pop sound that they're able to blend with so many different genres. It sounds like something 
that I've heard so many times before, but I've never heard before at the same time. I hear all these different influences, but it's such a unique sound. And so, I mean, I'm telling you, such a good performance, like a true rock star up there on stage. Yeah, I mean, we talk about their recognition they've been getting. I mean, I'm talking like almost near perfect reviews on Pitchfork and from even Anthony Fantano, like the most like, you know, not- notorious for being critical music reviewer on YouTube. You know, all love their sound. And so that is one that I'm saying if there's one you cannot miss absolutely no matter what throughout the weekend, that is the show. Um, and the cool thing is not only have I seen them at Big Ears, but seeing them at Big Ears was especially fun because they are local. They were from Knoxville originally, even though they don't claim it. And from what I've read, seem not to really enjoy their time here. Um, it's still really cool to know that they got their start here and are now doing amazing things and cannot wait for that show. I hope it's build right. I hope it's, it's gotta be after dark. Hopefully they realize that, that it needs to be a nighttime set. Um, but either way, it's going to be fun. Do you think they'll be on a stage or in a tent? I think they're going to probably, my vision for them is they're going to get the same slot as Pixies, which was a uh, late set. Cause on Sunday you don't have late night cause they're playing on Sunday. So the last set before, um, I guess Fred again takes the stage on the main stage at, in a tent, I would say. Transitioning to big ears now. And remember, this isn't all of our Bonnaroo talk. At the very end, I just want to talk a little bit about why you should go. Big ears festival lineup. I think maybe let's go through this one. Not necessarily rapid fire, but let, let's talk uh, just a little bit about some of the things we're excited about. My number one that I have to see is Molly Lewis because she whistles, which sounds kind of lame but it's actually so weirdly charming like after you finish listening to this podcast look her up if you don't smile or have some kind of a similar reaction then like you must be dead inside or something because it's just so again weirdly charming there's somebody who instead of singing she whistles and she's actually really good you've probably even heard her before like if you saw the barbie movie um i believe she was in the song that they were playing when barbie was trying to escape the Mattel Corporation. She runs into the old woman in the kitchen. I believe that's um, her uh, whistling in that song. So I don't know. I, I think she's just the perfect example of a big ears artist. Just something very weird off the wall, but also very good at the same time that you just can't stop just watching. Yeah, I'm very excited about that, too. I don't know if this will reference will land with anybody, but it kind of reminds me of somebody who plays a saw does that make any sense? Kind of, yeah. Like, the, just the style in which she whistles and her melodies. It reminds me, when I first heard her, it reminded me of the opening scene of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which has a, a saw playing. And that's kind of, if you're trying to imagine what it sounds like, that's my best that comparison. or Disney Birds. Disney Birds, yes. Yes, from like, like the old movies. We're not talking about like recently made. We're talking about old Disney cartoon movies. Sounds exactly like them. It's just, it's crazy. It's so weirdly charming. So I'm going to say that uh, Diggable Planets is going to be one of my um, top must-see. Blowout Comb, I think Reachin', their album, gets a little bit more attention, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Blowout Comb from 1994 is one of my favorite hip-hop albums of all time. And so I'm interested to see uh, how they've aged, not not physically, but like how how well this uh, will translate in 2024. Um, again, everybody that goes to Big Ears is in it to experience things like that, right? Like people that are, um, you know, known uh, for their music, but perhaps have flown a little bit on the radar, but are masters of their craft. I think people will dig it, pun intended, not really. Uh, yeah, just super pumped for that. 
uh, for that show. And uh, again, to see that in 2024 is, is pretty cool. I haven't seen much from them uh, recently, although I just did a quick Google search. It looks like they have a KEXP performance from 2023. So maybe I'll go check that out. Kind of staying on the hip hop theme, uh, Billy Woods. Mm. Uh, he was also on last year's lineup. I didn't quite catch his set, but uh, his album with Kenny Siegel, Maps, it came out last year. Just, it's on like pretty much every top album of 2023 list, and it's usually pretty high on those lists. Um, so I, I would be just interested to go check out his set see that music um that album's i'm not a hip-hop fan but that album's still pretty good pretty interesting um he's also a part of uh arm and hammer who's uh gonna be on the big gears lineup they're also on the bonnery lineup as well um so if you can't catch him we're arm and hammer at big gears do you have a chance at bonnery and you were talking about the bonnery lineup has a lot of big gears crossovers either that are playing this year or have played in the past. Yeah. Uh, like when we were talking about Eve's Tumor was one. Uh, Thundercat was supposed to be at Big Ears. M.D. Mokhtar's one, if that's even how you say it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then there's also Bonnie Light Horseman, who I'm a big fan of and am excited about to see at Bonnaroo. Didn't see them at Big Ears. Um, and then uh, John Baptiste is one that's playing both yeah. festivals this year. Uh, John Baptiste is going to be worth checking out. It's not on my list here. I'm going to go next to John Paul Jones um, of Led Zeppelin, formerly of Led Zeppelin, obviously. You know, I'm familiar with his work with Sons of Chipotle, but I don't know exactly what to expect. That That's going to be one of the sets, but John Paul Jones is also doing a solo set. I'm not so familiar with what that solo work uh, looks like. So very excited for that. I mean, I saw Robert Plant at Bonnaroo either last year or the year before. Was did not was not what I expected from somebody that was such an iconic rock figure. Very excited to see what John Paul Jones has. Somebody else I'm kind of excited to see is Camaru, which is spelled K-M-R-U, all caps. Uh, he's part of the Blacktronica Afrofuturism in electronic music that is curated by King Brit, which on a whole, like, I don't know if you've looked through any of that, but I'm kind of excited to see some of the acts that are being curated in that because they all seem very interesting. Um, Camaru, he's... Um, He's ambient electronic music, uh, kind of describes himself as a sound artist. Uh, so it's just very, I mean, it's ambient music. So it's going to be a very laid back kind of vibe, I feel like, for Big Ears, which might be kind of nice because some Big Ears acts can be um, intense, can be a little loud or just like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just... I guess intense is probably the best way. So having something a little bit more laid back um, and ambient and stuff will be kind of nice. Yeah, weirdly enough, uh, we have a uh, a crossover that happened at Bonnaroo first and now is coming to Big Ears, and you would think it'd be the other way around, but Herbie Hancock, uh, an absolute le- legend, saw him on the farm in a tent, um, so it'll be very cool to see uh, him perform at Big Ears. Uh, I just want to go ahead and rattle off my, my other two as well. Adrian Lenker, I believe is how you say it, from Big Thief, uh, who I think is, uh, you know, that band, some of the most well-written songs that have come out in recent years, in my opinion. I know um, they have a big following. Uh, and then to wrap it all up, uh, Shabaka Hutchings for me, um, having seen them with Sons of Kemet, having seen them with The Commodus coming, both at Big Ears and at Bonnaroo never seen him solo so very excited to uh, hopefully have just as fun as i did at the other two performances dancing to uh some saxophone uh you know it's just such a 
Um, it's so amazing to me how these very traditional, I guess, instruments are able to create such a complex dancing environment um, that usually you don't get unless you're going to EDM show, the way that they're able to bring that energy. So very excited to see what he has in store. Anybody who is on the fence about going to either one of these festivals, and I have some people that I'm trying to convince right now that are on the fence about going that are all like, you know, I want to wait and see the lineup, whatever. For Bonnaroo specifically, I mean, that is a festival you go to the experience alone I think is worth the price I think both of those I mean that case goes for both Big Ears and Bonnaroo if you're on the fence and there's a few artists you like go you will find you know what however many artists you wanted to see on the lineup that you like don't worry if you wanted to see 10 and you only see five don't worry you'll find five that will that will um, you know complete your experience for you no doubt so you do have to prepare to camp for five days I think that is part of it if you're thinking about going I would say go ahead and go all the way enjoy that campground experience because the campgrounds is half the fun you know, it's, you know, finding community with your neighbors. There's so much going on in the campgrounds now in Bonnaroo compared to when I first started going in 2011, especially compared to 2002 when they had the first one. Um, so many shows that you can see out in the woods and in barns and, you know, so many art installations that the lineup alone, even though that's what we talked about, is not what you should judge, you know, whether or not you should go to the festival on. It's really, do you want to have a experience of not only seeing stuff you want to see, but learning new music and meeting new people for Bonnaroo? Same thing goes for big ears, in my opinion. Um, but that is, yeah, I think you have to really go in with more of an open ear, even than you do at Bonnaroo, um, because you're going to see some weird stuff. But that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, I will say um, what's really great about big ears um, are the audiences. Like, yeah, big ears does get a bad rap on attracting, you know, your pretentious music listener, but. What comes with that is the fact that everyone's so respectful of the artist on stage. If you were somebody like, for me, example, I've been going to a few shows in the past year or two. And what's been really making me mad at these shows and really taking, you know, ex- you know, concerts down a notch for me is that people are, you know, on their phones their entire time taking videos and pictures and they're talking and yelling up to the singer and just just acting really obnoxious at big ears. Um, people are very respectful. You're not going to see a lot of people taking out their phones, taking video. They're not talking the entire time. It's just, it's a nicer experience if you're somebody who gets really annoyed by that kind of stuff. So yeah, somebody actually snapped at my mom last year. She went to Vigiers. They're like, turn your phone off. And my mom's like, it's not me. It's like somebody in the row in front of me, but they were like, and they kept tapping my mom on the show. Turn your phone off. We're trying to be respectful of the musicians, which Maybe they weren't respectful in the way they went about it, but that that is true. Like I firsthand experience, like people really want to be there to take it all in. Um, so sorry, Mama, that you had to deal with that. It, you know, some people just some people just uh, don't know. So, anyways, uh, Bonnaroo, Big Ears, both of them. I mean, the I think the thing that's really exciting too about festivals in general, and I, th- I think we could wrap it up with this, is that I know you're very excited if you're thinking about going about being able to see all these performances. I will say that people are very excited to perform at these as well because you think about people that go to an actual show they bought tickets just to see you so you know that you have all these fans um, that that are there to watch if you're playing at a festival the exposure that these artists get um, goes a really long way I think in their careers and you'll see a lot of people that have said you know especially like people from like the south and the east that have always said like their dream is to play Bonnaroo like that is like a thing for them and so when they get there we saw with goth babe recently that like had an emotional moment up on stage like can't believe i'm here um same thing goes with big ears people that are you know really into their craft and want to share the stage and the festival bill with other musicians who are equally talented 
they are in it for that. And I think there are a lot of people are in it for just the diversity of the line of like being able to walk around and see all different types of music and all these different venues and such a small scale too. Like, I mean, the, the, the walkability in Knoxville is huge. I think a lot of people really, really enjoy playing big ears too. And it was just named by spin. I think is the best festival of the year last year. One of their writers said that. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun no matter what you do. And, and, and if you're thinking about going and you've already, if you're like me, I've been going a long time. So when that lineup comes out, I already start making my playlist. I already am digging through the lineups to figure out some things that might have slipped through the cracks for me. If you have some other suggestions on artists that you should see at Bonnaroo or at Big Ears, things that you're excited about, be sure to give me a follow on Instagram at Knox Scruff. Send me a message. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You can also send me an email directly to ryan.com. W-I-L-U-S-Z at knoxnews.com. And while we do our best to bring you the latest downtown news and topics and trends here on the Scruffy Stuff, we have a whole lot more over at Knox News, which remember, Knox News presents the Scruffy Stuff. So head on over to subscribe.knoxnews.com to see what offers we have going on right now. Always a great deal to get unlimited access to all of our downtown stories, all of our Knoxville stories, everything really you would want to know about East Tennessee from politics and sports to business and entertainment and restaurants and dining and schools. It's all there. And while you're at it and you're uh, subscribing to things, this one's free. Go on over to the show description on whatever platform you're listening on and hit that like or subscribe button. That way you get a notification every time a new episode drops or just come back here on Tuesdays. And now go to that episode description as well and check out links to both the Urban Knoxville Facebook group and the Urban Knoxville newsletter. Both of those are free resources that will keep you even more plugged in with what's happening around our city and help you join in on the downtown Knoxville discussion. Anything we missed? I don't think so. All righty. Well, thanks again for listening, guys, and uh, for another great episode. Now, episode 201, just celebrated 200 last week, a huge milestone. And we'll be back again next week with episode 202 and so on. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Stay scrappy.